0: God. Praise God. Praise God. God. You be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I'm going to sing this song. I want you to listen to the words here tonight. God's church is
1: a giant, powerful, and strong. we face opposition, but still marching on. Some have grown weary and taken their ease, but it's time to wipe the sleep from our eyes and stand to our feet. Amen. Amen. Wake up, sleeping giant and stand to your feet. Amen. We're living was mighty, filled with great power, raised up to judge. In the harvest, we must quickly do. Wake sleep, and giant. Our Lord's coming soon. Wake up, sleep, and giant.
0: Praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm pretty tired tonight. Amen. Uh, Jordan got me out there Sunday night, and I was up till about 1.30. Then Monday night we went to Brother Timmy's, and I was up till about 1.30. And last night I was up till about
2: 11.30.
0: So I'm going to preach about sleep tonight. But not how you think. Amen. Turn to Proverbs chapter 6 here tonight. Amen. I know we're all tired. You know we're getting to that time of year where we're working a lot, and at least the sanctified people. The rest of you, you know, you never really work, right? Come on. Grass cutters and the landscapers. Amen. It's going to be that time of year, but I want you to hear what God's going to say to you tonight. Don't go to sleep on me. Proverbs chapter six. We're going to read verses four through eleven. The Bible says, give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter, and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways, and be wise. Which, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. And I want you to pay attention to this question right here. I believe this is the question The Holy Ghost wants to ask some of us tonight, How long wilt thou sleep, O slumbered? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travels, and thy want as an armed man. Now turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read verses 13 through 16. The Bible says, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days, evil. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, God, I know that you have something to say here tonight. God, I know, God, there are folks here that are in trouble, God. Folks that are asleep, God. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would awaken by your Spirit, Lord God. If your Spirit is not here to awaken, God, then we are hopeless, God. But God I know tonight God your spirit is here Lord seeking to draw God seeking to awaken the heart of God yes. of a slumbering sleeper God and I pray in the name of Jesus do what only you can do tonight God I pray for your anointing and your presence in the name of Jesus Amen Amen You know tonight we're living in one of the sleepiest hours in history In the last 5 years and I guess especially in the last 2 years We've seen a Marxist movement called the Woke Mob. But yet this Woke Mob, although they claim to be awake, they're one of the most spiritually asleep groups of people that have ever existed. They're completely devoid of rationality, reason, and they're divorced from reality. Amen. And just just in the last 24 hours, all you have to do is, you know, if you have an app that gives you news notifications, just... You don't know, have to click on the app, you just see the news notification pop up, and you see this uh, bear out in all those news stories. But just in the last 24 hours, just to illustrate this point, I saw that there was a, a telemedicine fellow in, in Tennessee, CEO, and this man was fired for telling a young man in a dress who was out taking pictures for prom that he was disgusting and ridiculous and that men needed to wear suits and not dresses. And the company fired him. said, get, get out of here. We don't want you. We, we, we support tolerance. Amazing. Ironically. There was a young lady in Australia that I read about today. 15 years old. One of these confused individuals that thought she was a boy, And she committed suicide as many of those individuals do. Tragically. And the parents were split on how they wanted to conduct the funeral. They were estranged. The, the mother wanted to treat her like she was a boy. And the father said, no, I, I want to honor what she really is, and what she really was. And so there was a big fight. They had to take it to court. So they took it to court and the judge ruled, well, to satisfy both parties, we're going, to, y'all, we're going to have to do two funerals. So this is a court mandated. Two funerals for this this young lady. And one of the funerals is going to honor her as a boy. And the other funeral is going to honor her as a girl. And they even took, I guess they cremated her. They took the ashes and they separated it. They split the ashes up and sent one to the one funeral and the other to the other funeral. I tell you, friend, there's darkness right. over the face of this earth. Amen. Right. And you would have to be a fool. Not to see the darkness all around you, everywhere you go, at every time. Amen. You know, according to the dictionary, to be woke, this whole idea of wokeness, is to be sensitive to racial injustice and social inequity. So in other words, to be woke is against justice and equity. You know, these people, they're useful idiots of communism, but even more so, they're useful idiots of the devil. Because it's satanic, it's demonic, it's evil, it's wicked. And yet even despite that, God is using them to judge our nation for our wickedness. Yet as asleep as they are to reality, and as spiritually asleep as they are to the real things that matter eternally, the sleepiest group of people on the face of the earth is not that deranged group of people. The sleepiest group of people happen to sit in the church, in the pews, perhaps even in this church. Some of us here, we're sleepier than those unwoke cutthroats, groping around in the spiritual darkness as they sleep their way to hell. And I'm going to tell you tonight, there's nothing that the devil loves more than a Christian that is asleep. Nothing the devil loves more than a backslid person that is sleeping
1: in spiritual darkness.
0: No. The devil has you right where he wants you. Right where he wants you. You know, Napoleon once pointed to a place on a globe. And he said, there lies a sleeping giant. Come on. And he said, let her sleep. For if she ever awakens, she will shake the world. Amen. It's happening tonight. That country, that place was China. And it's shaking the world. It's shaking everything. Amen. But perhaps tonight the devil flips through his little book of targets, and he he points to little church right there, Gloucester, Mississippi, and he points to individuals in that church, and he says, "There, right there, all that potential, all that good preaching, all those prayer meetings, and yet there's a sleeping giant right there." And he says, "Let him sleep. Go ahead, let him sleep." because I don't want to be troubled if they would ever press in and get a hold of God. You see, when you sleep in the Spirit, you're not only in grave danger, but you're squandering precious time and potential in the kingdom of God. You know, a preacher once put a sign on his church. He said, this church is either going to have a funeral or it's going to have revival. And I believe that's true for our church. We are going to have a funeral or we're going to have revival. And I'm praying and I'm believing God that we're gonna have revival. Amen. But you know the corporate body is made up of individuals. Oh, right. And I'm gonna tell you we're not gonna have revival yes. as a corporate body until some of us individuals oh. begin to rise up in the spirit and awake from our spiritual slumber Amen. and have an individual revival. That's right. But let's define what we're talking about tonight. I believe we need to make sure we define things so that we have a proper understanding. Of what we're speaking of. So first of all let us define what it is not. What, what we're talking about with sleep here. We're not necessarily speaking of natural sleep. I and mean, I'm going to be drawing some comparisons. To natural sleep. But I'm talking about spiritual sleep. And of course. If we esteem natural sleep. Above the things of God. I mean, if we're sleeping when well, we should be praying. If we're sleeping in every morning instead of going to the early morning prayer meeting, then by implication, we're sleeping in the Spirit. Amen. So I'm not necessarily speaking of natural sleep. Amen? But that natural sleep has to be submitted to Jesus. You know, as a Christian, everything has to come under the Lordship of Christ. Amen. Even your sleep life. How long you sleep, when you sleep, how much you get of sleep, Amen. I would love to get eight hours of sleep. That rarely ever happens. Amen. If it had, you can get eight hours of sleep and be spiritual, then run with it. But it doesn't work like that for me. Amen. And perhaps if I was a little more diligent with my time, perhaps I could get a little more sleep. But I'm not going to esteem that above the things of God. I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to pray tonight because I'm so tired.
1: Amen. Well,
0: you know, if that does happen, that should be the exception and not the pattern. If that's the pattern, then that's trouble for you. That's trouble. You know, to obey God requires self-denial, denying yourself, picking up your cross and following Jesus. And if you think it's crazy to deny sleep and deny yourself, just remember Jesus died for you. Don't forget that. We're not speaking of resting in God. I mean, there's a place of rest in God. He does give his beloved sleep. Amen. There's a place where we can rest in Jesus. Amen. But I'm not talking about that here tonight. Amen. We're to strive to enter in that rest. And we're going to have to fight to remain in that place. So that's not a sleep of spiritual inactivity. It's just a place of resting in God. Amen. So we're not talking about that when we speak of spiritual sleep. And thirdly, we're not speaking of being content as young people to trust God in getting married. So in case any of you young people would want to get confused tonight and say, well, he's preaching something different than the pastor's preaching, amen, don't be fooled. You have to wait on God and trust God and learn to be happy with Jesus. If you're not happy with Jesus, you won't be happy with a spouse.
3: Some of you don't believe that.
0: We're not to be entangled or worried or largely caught up with this to the point where it becomes an idol. And we violate the principles of the Word of God, and we become consumed with this. And I agree with that principle. I know sometimes that term "sleep." I remember the first time I heard it. I was talking to Brother Michael one day. We were talking about these things, and he said, "Well, you know, you're supposed to be asleep." And I almost rebuked him. I said, "Well, the Bible says awake to, to righteousness, brother." And he's like, "No, no, that's not what I meant." Amen. So I understand sometimes that term, that just that word, sleep can seem weird, amen? But I agree with that principle of resting again. And you should agree. If you're a Christian, you agree with that. Right, right. Amen. amen. Doesn't mean you're never going to have those thoughts. But you've got to submit them every single time to Jesus. And many amen. times Jesus is going to tell you that's stupid, that's foolish. That's not me. Get rid of that. Folks, put your eyes back on me. Amen. 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 So don't be confused. Man. We're not talking about that. What are we talking about? We're talking about people that are asleep to the will of God. Asleep to the way of God. Allowing things in your life to cause you to be dead. Not to this world, but to God Almighty. Allowing your own desires to lull you into a spiritual slumber that has blinded you, dulled you, and hardened your heart to the Spirit of God. So what does it mean to be asleep? Amen. And let me say this. Asleep is a state of being. Not just you know something it, it involves action passive action if you will I guess if that's sounds like an oxymoron but it's a state of being you go to sleep and you're in that that state of unconsciousness so when you sleep you're completely dominated by it. when I sleep I'm not preaching
2: <laughs>
0: at least if, <laughs> I hope I'm not amen if I am it's not conscious I'm totally dominated by it Totally controlled by it. So to be asleep, according to Merriam-Webster's, and I'm sorry for all you 1828ers, I've been busy, so (laughs) I just looked on my phone to see what the definition was. But it's a good definition anyways. First one, being in a state of sleep. Number two, dead. Number three, lacking sensation. Number four, inactive, dormant, not alert, indifferent. Synonyms breathless, cold, dead, deceased, defunct, demise, departed, fallen, gone, late, lifeless, low. The antonyms alive, animate, breathing, going live, living quick. So, how could your spiritual life be described tonight? You just make it an assessment in your own heart. And you know, there's a sure way of knowing whether or not someone is asleep in the spirit. Does Jesus, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, move you? Does hearing the word of God stir you? Does coming in the presence of God, coming into the worship service, does it move you to worship God? Or do you just come in and just plop yourself down in a in the pew and just sit there or stand there, if you will, and not give an effort? To worship God. If you're indifferent, then you are you are asleep in the spirit. Amen. Amen. If you're not moved by the needs around you, both in the church, in your own life, and in the world today, then you are asleep. Yes, if you've lost your sensitivity to God, where you commune with God on a daily basis, and He communes with you, where Amen. you touch God and He touches you. If, that does, if that's not your experience, on a daily basis, as a pattern, then you're asleep in the spirit. Amen. And if you're asleep, then you're in a very bad place. And then you're of no use to the kingdom of God. And you're very useful to Satan. You know, man that is asleep is unconscious of what is taking place around him. Amen. then if Brother Samuel was sleeping right here and I had a sledgehammer and I just lifted that sledgehammer up like this, if he's asleep, he's not going to move out of the way. He's not going to see. He's not going to be aware of what is taking place. And that's the same in the spirit. Amen. The devil has a sledgehammer over some of you trying to destroy you. And yet you slumber and you sleep in the spirit. And you don't move out of the way. And you don't yeah. obey what God said, telling you to do because you're sleeping. You're not aware of it. You're not conscious of it. And so it is. We're living in one of the most spiritually dangerous times In history. And yet many of us act so nonchalantly. Business as usual. We're just going to continue doing things the way we've always done them. And not make any effort to press in and get a hold of God. Simple ones. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says about that. The naive. Unaware. Amen. And likewise, if you're in a place like here. Where God is talking and God is moving. And God is here to deal with you. Yet you're aloof. You're standoffish. You put distance between you and the voice of God. You're asleep in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And you know, you minimize the spiritual danger. And you sleep away your own salvation. You know, man that's asleep, he can't help anybody. That's right. You're asleep, you can't pull men from the fire while you sleep. You can't help build the body of Christ while you're asleep. You can't minister to anyone while you're spiritually sleeping. You know we're in a war tonight. Man that's asleep cannot fight. That's right. Dangerous man sleeping in in the danger zone, in the war zone. You know you can't be a godly witness and a good testimony while you sleep. You wonder why people run rip shot all over their testimony, no regard for their testimony, never even think about their testimony because they're asleep. You can't help your family. You can't disciple your family. Cannot love your wife. You cannot submit to your husband. You cannot honor your parents as unto the Lord while you're asleep. You know, to be a Christian necessitates being deliberate, intentional, and purposeful. You can't do that if you're asleep. That's right. You see, they don't they don't ever they're not deliberate, they're just living life. They're asleep. Amen. And if a man cannot hear God's voice, or is unable to awaken. Then he is either dead. Or he's in a coma. Amen. That's why it's scary. When God comes by. And he attempts to wake people up. He attempts to stir people. And yet they sit there. They don't arise out of their spiritual slumber. You have to think. They're in trouble.
4: Right,
0: Something's wrong. Is there any life there? Amen. You wonder why God's not using you. Maybe it's because you're asleep. All right, you know, to love Jesus involves the will. But the moment you go to sleep spiritually is the moment you cut yourself off from the ability to exercise your will with the exception of when he comes and tries to wake you up. You have a choice, amen? Your only hope tonight is for God to wake some you up. Any man that's asleep, you, you know, God has to wake him up, amen? But you've got to be willing to cooperate with God. You have to be willing to allow God to wake you up. You ever had, you know, in the morning somebody trying to wake you up? Most of the time you know you don't feel like getting up, amen? It doesn't matter what you feel like. Amen. I've got responsibilities. I've got got to go to the prayer meeting. I've got to go to work. I have to get ready for, for, for what God has me to do today. I've got to get up. And even if I'm half asleep when I'm getting up, amen, I can't Don't know where I'm going, just kind of stumbling around. I've got to get up, I've got to rise up, I've got to stir myself.
1: Amen. No
0: matter what I feel like. That's the only way you're gonna wake up. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're gonna go through our first, the first text that we read briefly, and then we're gonna talk about some spiritual examples here tonight. And I'm gonna try to be brief with this. Amen. The Bible says, give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids." That's a command. God's commanding you, don't go to sleep in the Spirit. And notice who the recipient of this sleep is and who it's given to. To thine eyes and to thine eyelids. You see, when you go to sleep in the Spirit, it's about you. It's not about anybody else, but you It's totally selfish, totally self-absorbed. Amen? <clears throat> Bible says, deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowl. That's a command. You're commanded to take heed in this area. And I want you to notice the danger. You know, if I'm a deer, I don't want to go lay down in Jeremiah's food plot where he's leasing. Amen. If I'm a wild hog, I don't want to be anywhere around Brother Preston. Amen. I'd be an idiot to lay down and take a nap in his backyard. Amen. Why is that? Because there's a good likelihood he's going to kill me. Amen. A good likelihood. Kill a lot of hogs. Amen. And so is the state of the Christian that lays down yes, in the backyard oh, wow. of the world. That's right. That's right. Amen. So is the Christian that knows the devil's got his crosshair right. right on you. And yet you lay down right in the backyard of the devil. That's it. That's it. God commands you. You better not do it.
3: Right.
0: Deliver thyself. Amen. Don't be surprised when it does happen if you do that. Oh,
1: What's happening
0: to me? I'm not, I'm not alive to God anymore. I'm backslid. How did this happen? You chose to do it. You chose to lay down and let the devil drive his bullet through you. Go to the ant, thou slaughter. That's another command. See, God's all about commands. Amen. Yeah. All about commands. I mean, you're a rebel. Amen. That's, you're not going to like what God has to say. You're going to go to sleep pretty quick. Amen. Consider her ways and be wise. That's the fourth commandment of Proverbs. Six. So what is this about the ant? Amen. Consider her ways and be wise. You're going to have to humble yourself. That's the only way you're going to ever come to and awaken. God's given us an object list. Little bitty ant. Consider that little bitty ant. That's, an ant. that's stupid. How can I consider the little ant? And that's going to teach me. I could just smash that little thing. Yeah. No, what's stupid is that that little thing has more sense and more wisdom than you, sleepy Christian. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. You wonder why the Holy Ghost has to sit over you all the time. It's because he can't trust you like he trusts the ants to do the right thing when no one's watching, when no one's around, when you're all alone. And there is something for you to do. It's not sleep, amen. It's just spiritually labor. To not steal the time that God has given you and selfish gratification for the flesh, but to do the will of God from the heart. And you know a man that that is asleep, all he can do is dream about doing things for God. He can't actually, in reality, actually lay hold and do those things for God.
1: Amen.
0: You know, you ever had a dream... And you woke up and you were very disappointed because the greatest thing was about to happen. You know, you you know, you somebody was about to give you a billion dollars or something and you woke up, you know. Man, I can't believe I woke up, you know. That's the constant life of the spiritual slumber. Never actually attaining. Always just dreaming of it. constantly thinking. Something there that's not there. Amen. Constantly wishing he wanted something that he refuses to choose to want. Constantly aspiring, but rarely ever consistently and sincerely choosing to do what God has told him to do. The Bible says, How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Notice the object of those questions. When will I, when will you, Arise out of sleep. The problem is you. You're the one sleeping. You think everyone else is crazy. But the, the reality is, you're the slugger. You're the spiritual slugger. And God is pleading with some of us. To know, How long are you going to sleep, O slugger? When will you get out of bed? You know, it requires effort to not to not sleep. Amen? you got to choose not to sleep. You know, I was riding the other night. Uh, I, I, rode, I drove from Hattiesburg to, to Centerville. And I was with Brother Joshua. And i tell you what, when I got to, when I got to Macomb, friend, I'm going to tell you, between Macomb and Liberty, it's like the dark night of the soul, friend, I'm telling you, yes, sir. I was struggling, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm getting ready to preach about sleeping, I sure don't want to go to sleep and crash by the top of this truck, <laughs> preparing to preach about sleeping, amen, it required effort, amen, I had to pinch myself a little bit, amen, I better keep yourself awake, these guys are here counting on you, and you We don't want to die too, but
2: (laughs) it requires effort,
0: amen. God's saying to some of you tonight, stop sleeping. Uh Just like we preach on the street, stop sinning. God's saying, stop sleeping. You can choose by the grace of God to do that, amen. Arise, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Rise up and do what God has told you to do. You know, God, he will awaken you, but he's he's not going to do what he requires you to do, amen. He's not going to force you. And you know, so many people, they stay asleep because they're waiting for the conditions to be all right. Oh, if this would happen, that would happen. You know, if everything was perfect, if I had breakfast waiting for me, I would get out of bed. If God would just cook me up a nice little meal instead of giving me grips every time I come to church, and you know, I, I wouldn't realize that. No, you wouldn't. Because you don't put conditions on God. God puts conditions on you. And as long as you don't go by God's conditions... You're spiritually slumbering. He defines this thing, not you. Amen. And if you can't wake here, then when and where will you wake up? You know, it'd be better to wake up in the house than to, like the prodigal son, wake up in a hog pen. That's right. It'd be better to wake up here. And you say, well, I'm not going to sleep very long. Get a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. It doesn't take much. Little sin, little disobedience. You know, everyone that went to hell, they went to hell for something that they thought was just a little thing. And you know, your minimization of compromise and worldliness is a minimization of the holiness of God. what You don't seek God for how he is. You know, the little foxes spoil the vines. The enemy knows he will never come into CFF drinking Jack Daniels. So he comes as a sleepy, almost innocent looking Trojan horse. Just the small little things. Little soft choices. Just, the, just, you know, almost innocent things. Almost things, things that would be hard to pin down. Things that would be hard to just be like, well, that's sin. That's Kick that out. But little soft choices. Yeah, that ultimately will be our downfall. Losing our edge. Growing easy. Laying down. Diminishing our zeal for the church and for the glory of God. To see our hearts and this church ablaze
1: with the to lose our vision for revival.
0: <clears throat> it's going to sleep, amen. Amen. Just a little sleep, a little slumber. God gives us a warning what'll happen. Spiritual ruin. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an old man. Now I thought about this. What does this mean? Amen. I looked at something and you know, you have to be careful looking at, at commentary. Sometimes they, they don't know what you're talking about,
1: Amen. <laughs> amen.
0: So I don't know, this is just what I believe, the explanation of how God wants to apply it here tonight. Perhaps there are some you know, other viable explanations for this, but I believe that one that traveling, that signifies instability. That signifies double-mindedness. Tossed about, just up and down, traveling, never settling down in the place that God has called you to settle down at. Amen? Yeah. And an armed man. You know the word armed here, I looked this up because you know, the traveling part, I, I, I had a pretty good idea what that meant. But an armed man, what does that mean? And I looked up the word. And that word arm literally means shield. That's what it means. And so I believe that signifies a man that insulates himself from the cross, a man that shields himself from discipleship, from correction, that constantly putting up a shield, not the shield of faith, but the shield of unbelief. Oh, oh. Asleep. <laughs> behind that shield of unbelief, refusing to engage, being led by fear rather than by faith and obedience to God. You know, you have to get it settled in your spirit that if God said to do it, then no excuse in the book is a way out of doing
1: it. Amen. And if
0: you don't, poverty and spiritual want will always follow. Amen. So what are some different kinds and causes of spiritual sleep that we find represented in the word of God? And real briefly, We're going to just present a synopsis of six different kinds of spiritual sleep that are either directly or indirectly in type, represented in the Word of God. The sleep of compromise and direct sin. The Bible talks about Samson. It says that Delilah made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the locks of his head, and she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. You know, Samson had the call of God in his life. I mean, he was appointed by God to rid the land of the Philistines. Yet the very thing that God had called him to rid the land of, he began to fall in love with. That sin and that compromise. When you love the world, I'm here to I'm tell you, it's impossible to love God. And the world does not love you back. Amen. Pride. You know, Samson's problem wasn't that he was hanging around the wrong Philistine women. The problem wasn't that he was hanging around any Philistine women at all. Amen. And the day he began to desire the Philistines was the day he opened himself up to be destroyed. Yet he violated the commandments of God. The Bible forbid forbade forbid the children of Israel from having relations with foreign nations. And presumably he was committing adultery and fornication, which was also expressly forbidden in the law. And I'm here to tell you, when you play with sin, sin will always win. Every single time. And you know, you wonder, well, how could Samson? He knew what Delilah was doing. He was, he was she, she made it very clear what she was trying to do to him. But my friend,
1: that's what sin will do to your heart.
0: It'll tell you, I'm going to choke you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. And yet some of you do it anyways. Because you're asleep. Amen. And he thought, well, I'm going to rise and shake myself. As at other times. But he wished not that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. You know, if you have sin in your life tonight, you better get it right. You better repent. You better get that out of your heart. Because I'm here to tell you, it'll send you straight to hell. Amen. You better make a covenant with God. You better get washed In the blood. You better quit dabbling around with that sin. With that compromise. With that worldliness. Maybe nobody else knows about it. Remember, God knows about it. And you know about it. And you better repent. And really repent. Amen. Not just ask for forgiveness. Not just say a little prayer. Amen. But make covenant with God. And commit to God. And allow God to govern that life. And if you don't, it'll destroy you. It'll put you to sleep in the spirit. Amen. Sin will always deceive you and bring spiritual ruin. Amen. What's another sleep? The sleep of disobedience. We see this in the life of Jonah. The Bible says Jonah was going down to the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. You know, disobedience is sin as well. But many times there can be something that God's told you to do. Or something that God's told you not to do. And it's, it's for nobody but you. And only you can only you might know about it. Amen. But you refuse to do it. Amen. And you sleep the sleep of disobedience. You know, in the case of Jonah, it was, God had told him to go down to Nineveh and preach the gospel. Amen. If God's told you to preach somewhere and you say, I'm not going to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no longer do that. Amen. That's a sign of a backslider. Amen. Always a bad sign. Amen. Running from the Great Commission. Amen. You know, Jonah had a bad spirit. You have a bad spirit, you're one step away from rebellion every single time. You know, Jonah's spirit was, well, if I go preach to the Ninevites, they're going to repent, and God's going to forgive them. And I don't want that. I said, say, well, that's, that's bad, I mean, That's horrible. I would never think that. But that's what you do when you rationalize your disobedience. When you say, oh, I'm not going to do it, that's exactly what you do. And you run from God. But you know, it doesn't matter how far you run. That, that command stays with you. Amen. You can leave this church. You can go down the road. Amen. But if you're running from what God told you to do, it's going to stay with you. You're true. not going to be able to escape. Every road's going to lead back to that decision you made to disobey God. But you make excuses. Amen. Perhaps maybe you justified it. Maybe you say, well, I'll do it later. Amen. Som- someday. One of these days, I'll get down to Nineveh. But no, no, not right now. But you know, if you told your child, you know, sit down, do this or do that, and they drug their feet, that'd be disobedience, wouldn't it? Somebody say amen. 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 Same applies to you. You drag your feet. God tells you to do something. You're not going to sleep away. You're disobedience, amen. Everything's going to circle back to that. If if Jim Psaki was godly and she was doing a news conference, amen, she'd constantly be circling back to that. You know, question: you, you disobey, you disobey, you disobey. That's all she would say. But Jonah was fast asleep, and he was completely oblivious to take, to, anything, to what was going around around him. Amen. He didn't care about anyone but himself, amen. He didn't care about those people in the boat. He didn't care about the sinners on the street corner that are lost and dying and going to hell. The only person he cared about was himself. That's what spiritual sleep does every time. Blinds you to reality. And sometimes God will even have to send the heathen to preach a little sermon to you. What meanest thou, sleeper? Arise and call upon my God. You know, they know. Oh, yes, they do. They see. People in the church see it. Amen. Everybody, you think that there's these little things that, you know, oh, no, that's not a big deal. Nobody's, you know, everybody sees it. Oh, yes, they do. Even that heathen sailor knew, that, and this isn't right. we got a storm. This, this guy claims to be a Christian. He's not acting like a Christian. What's going on? What are you, what are you doing? You claim to have the answer, Jonah. See, the heathen can. A sleepy Christian, he can't recognize it. Amen. Jonah thought he could just sail off into the, into the blue. Amen. But he woke up in the belly of the whale. And my friend, what will God have to do to wake you up from spiritual sleep? It'd be better to just wake up right now. I
1: know.
0: That'd be the best thing to do. Come to this altar tonight and wake up. The sleep of prayerlessness. Amen. I'm not going to read it. You can read it in Mark 14 and 40. 41, where the, the disciples were sleep in the garden. Jesus said, watch and pray. And they just, they slept on it's, Sleep is the default position for the prayerless individual. You know, it's impossible for a prayerless person, one who refuses to engage in prayer, and true, heartfelt, passionate, active communion with God, to be spiritually awake to the things of God. You know, when Jesus comes to the prayer meeting, and I want you to know, He comes to the prayer meeting every time we have a prayer meeting. Even yeah, if you have eyes of faith, you'll see that. Amen. But when he comes to the prayer meeting, first of all, does he find you there? Second of all, what does he say? You ask yourself that question. You? What kind of questions does he ask to you? Sleep us down. put us not watch one hour? You know, some of us here, we can't watch for one hour some of us are desperate to get out of the prayer room. I want you to know that grieves the heart of Jesus. That grieves God's spirit. Imagine treating anyone you love dearly the way you treat the Lord Jesus in the prayer room. You know, you can have a spirit to pray through. You can have a spirit to overcome, but you're going to have to choose. Prayer is a discipline. You're gonna to have to discipline yourself to pray. I understand. Amen. I it's not merely a discipline. It's not merely a duty. But it certainly involves duty and discipline. Amen. And you're gonna to have to choose. You're gonna to have to say, I'm going to arise and I'm going to talk to Jesus. And I'm going to give myself to it. And not anybody in this world, not anybody in this church, not anybody in my family is going to stop me from getting a hold of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Chit chat during the prayer meeting? the Spirit of God. You're trying to hurry through the prayer meeting? You're in I'm just, Let's get this over with. Grieves the Spirit of God. And I'm going to tell you, revival is never going to come to a people that are anxious to leave the presence of God. Leonard Ravenhill said, the self-sufficient do not pray. The self-satisfied don't want to pray. And the self-righteous cannot pray. That's the truth, Amen. You know the early morning prayer meetings, amen. I believe that's one of the most important things that God has established in this church. Amen. And I know some of us have to work, amen. I'm not, I'm not sitting. I'm not going to presume, amen, to to seek to judge each and every one of you as far as you know your heart in that area, amen. You have to answer to God for that. But if you don't esteem that thing, you really don't care if you go, if you show up or not. You just lightly, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go to prayer this morning. You're grieving the Spirit of God. Amen. And you're hindering revival. What's another kind of sleep? The sleep is self-pity. Case of Elijah. He went himself a day's journey in the wilderness. And he requested for himself that he might die. He said, It's enough. It's, uh, I've had enough. Lord, take away my life. I'm not better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a juniper tree. You know, he slept asleep of Christian defeatism. A man that had just conquered the worst, most vile forces of satanic oppression. And now, he's going to just go to sleep. Amen. And defeat and self-pity. And I want you to know, amen, here tonight, if you're not careful, you might have victory in an area of your life. Amen. You might have defeated a great foe. But you can sit down in the spirit of self-pity and go to sleep. Amen. I'm going to tell you, the Christian walk, it's a walk of victory. Amen. Amen. It's a walk of joy. It's a walk of satisfaction and hope in the Holy Ghost. And we can choose the victory. And then We can rise up. We can pull our spirit up and say, I'm going to have the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. You can rise up. You might have to walk around. Amen. With a spirit of self-centeredness and self-pity and a woe is me attitude. I don't always feel the joy. Oh, but I can choose to talk instantly. Wherever I'm at, amen, in whatsoever state I'm in, amen. I'm not talking about a fake smile. I'm not talking about being a super spirit. I'm not talking about just imposing this little smile and, hey, brother, how you doing, brother? You know, God bless you, brother. And faking it, amen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just rising up in your spirit, amen. Not Maybe nobody knows what's going on, amen, except you and God. You lift your voice, you lift your hand, you lift your heart, you lift your mind up to God. Say, I'm going to rejoice in Jesus. You're depressed tonight, it's your fault. If you're oppressed, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you're depressed, then get back on the cross. amen? You know, oppression is temptation. Depression is yielding to it. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying we're never going to be under stress. I'm not saying that we're going to always walk around grinning from ear to ear. Amen. But I'm here to tell you. Amen. We know in our spirit if we're walking in victory and the resurrection life of Christ. And if we're not, we need to rise up. Amen. Take a hold of the the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, if your authority is telling you, you don't have the victory, you have a bad spirit, you're full of self-pity, you're self-absorbed, well, then you need to listen to that. They're telling you what you need to hear. Amen. That's the voice of God to you. Amen. Amen. Which leads us to our next point. The sleep of self-will and independence. Ishbosheth, amen, was trying to be king rather than King David. God had anointed King David. He was a type of Christ, amen. But Ishbosheth, he said, I'm going to do it my own way. And so he sought to be king. Yet, in the heat of the day, he was laying on his bed. And two men came and killed him, slew him, and beheaded him, took his head, and got him away through the plane of the night. Amen. That's what's going to happen if you try to set up your kingdom instead of the kingdom of God. You know, so many people, they refuse to come under the lordship of Christ in practical areas of life. I don't don't need discipleship. I don't need a church. You heard that before? That's satanic. That's a lie. Amen. You know, I was talking to one of my customers recently, and she was telling me how, you know, she got. She was just getting kind of religious and sort of kind of preaching to me her little sermonette, you know. <laughs> she said, you know, uh, you know, I haven't gone to church in a minute a year, And you know, it hasn't hurt me at all. I I feel stronger because of it. Oh, oh, my word. That's bad there. But then I thought, well, you know, it does go to the First Baptist Church, so yeah. Maybe she is stronger for her. She's telling me the truth. <laughs> but that's, that's a bad spirit. Yeah, that's, that's a wrong mentality. talent. Right. I need this church, amen. I need you, and you need me, amen. amen. I need amen. the fellowship of the believers. I need the assembling together of the saints. I need discipleship. Amen. amen. I dare not set up my own kingdom in the place of God's kingdom, amen. You're not going to beat God, amen. His kingdom's going to triumph. His kingdom's going to win. Amen. You've got to come under his lordship or you will be crushed by it. And sixthly here tonight, the last point before we close, the sleep of not hearing the word of God. Amen. And the young man in the book of Acts, a man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep, and as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. So I hope there's nobody sleeping in the loft here tonight. Amen. I know I'm kind of going long here, but... I don't believe that this young man was necessarily in sin, but what he typifies is dangerous. Amen. Not a good thing to fall asleep in the natural. In the right. Amen. If, if the word of God's going forth, and you know you should be attentive to the word yeah. of God, just in your in your physical natural manner. Yes, sir. Amen. But how much more in your spirit? You know, I remember ten years ago, Brother Charlie was preaching a message, and he had forty points for children's church. Yeah. And, uh, he was preaching on Paul's my gospel. Amen. And it's, it's, it was a miracle. It was one of the most supernatural things that ever happened. And then he got through that message in one service. Amen. Oh. But I'll never forget. He came down and he said, hey, buddy, thank God. I want you to hear this. <laughs> you know, you embarrassed the dog out of me that day. Thank God for it. Amen. Thank God that he was, that he was, he felt compelled. Remind me that I needed to pay attention. Hear the Word of God. But how much worse to be spiritually asleep when the Word of God's going forth? It's a dangerous thing. Because faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. If you're asleep, you can't hear. They
2: and know. if you can't
0: hear, then you can't exercise faith. And if you can't exercise faith, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you're spiritually asleep to the Word of God, to the voice of God, you can't please Him.
1: Can't be a Christian. That's right.
0: So hearing and receiving the word of God is essential to our walk with Jesus. And for many of us here, that's the problem. Right there. That's the problem. Paul, he's been preaching this for a long time. Brother Britt and Brother Charlie, they've been preaching this for a long time. And we've just kind of settled back and we, you know, years and years of instruction and we kind of take it for granted, and we're, we're really familiar with it. I mean, we could, we could say what, they, what they're saying. Maybe not as eloquent as they say it, but we, can, we could express it. We could say amen to it. But we allow the familiarity with the truth to put us to sleep in a dangerous place. Instead of bringing us into conformity, we nod our heads in agreement, and then we nod our heads in sleep. And we fall from the balcony. We're taken up for dead. Amen. It's because we refuse to hear what God has to say. It's because we refuse to pay attention to the Word of God. You know, those that sleep cannot receive the Word of God. You wonder why the Word of God goes forth and you just... I don't have to agree with that. You have a bad spirit you're rebellious because you're asleep. And you're cutting yourself off for the means of grace, amen? Now, thank God there was mercy. There was hope. This young man was raised to life. But what a dangerous thing to sleep to the Word of God. Amen. In closing here tonight, the Bible says, Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Jesus is coming. Amen. And Jesus came back tonight. Would he find you sleeping or would he find you watching? I mean, you, you just examine your heart. When he find you completely consumed by the cares of this life, eating, you're not necessarily in sin, not necessarily doing things that are unlawful, but just distracted, totally caught up in a whole different world than the spiritual world. Unprepared and unready for his soon return. How many of you, raise your hand tonight if you believe Jesus can come back right here tonight. Raise your hand. Amen. I'm glad you all believe that. Amen. We don't have any heretics here. Praise God. But many of you don't. Because if you did, you take the rest of this night making things right. You'd be at this altar the rest of the night crying out to God. You'd be making some phone calls. You'd be preaching to some people that you knew you should have preached to a long time ago, but you didn't. You'd be making some rest of you'd be throwing some things away. You might be turning your iPhone off. Amen. You might do a dozen. And God knows. God knows. See, these are things that, you know, maybe, you know, parents can impose certain things, of course. Husbands and parents can impose a lot of things. But these are things that no man can really impose. These are things you have to be alive and awake to the Spirit of God to be sensitive to these things. And, you know, the only remedy for spiritual sleep is for you to hear the voice of God, to awaken. The Bible says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You know, I heard a story, and I'm, I'm closing. I heard a story about a terrible explosion that took place in a harbor in Canada during World War I. The ship was full of munitions, and the thing just blew up, and they said that it sent an anchor, a 4,000-pound uh, anchor, sent it about four miles Into the side of the hill, and just there was this city, and it just blew this city up, destroyed lots of property, killed a lot of people. And there was a man in the military in Canada, and he was in the reserves, and they had him out there cleaning the city up, picking up corpses and doing different things. And he worked an eight-hour shift, and the man that was supposed to relieve him didn't show up, and so he worked another eight-hour shift, and then the man that was supposed to relieve him didn't show up, and he had to be kind to Brother Brian. He worked another eight-hour shift, amen. And after that, he said, okay, I've got to get some sleep. I've been at this for 24 hours. And so he went to the, the headquarters, the YMCA, and he said, sir, I, I've got to get some sleep. I'm about to pass out. The guy said, well, how long have you been working? He said, I've been working 24 hours. He said, well, sir, you, you just find a new place anywhere in this, in this YMCA building, and you just settle down and get you some sleep. So the young man looked around and trying to find a place to sleep and finally he settled down in the basement. There was an empty bed in the basement. And he just laid down in that bed. Man, he went fast asleep. And he was dead to the world. oblivious to what was going on around him. And the next thing he knew, the man was shaking him. and saying, whoa, 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 wake up! Why are you alive? And he looked around in the light. And he saw that the building was full of, the basement was full of corpses. And he had been sleeping amongst the dead. And I'm going to tell you tonight, it's time for some of us to quit sleeping among the dead corpses of this world. And unless we become dead ourselves, you know, if we will awake and arise from our spiritual slumber, and he'll give you life, he has promised, I will, Christ will give you life. If you'll wake up, if you'll choose to repent, and surrender to Jesus Christ. If you feel no sense of direction. No sense of God's leading and guiding, It's because you're asleep. But God wants to guide you. He wants to guide you. You know the other night we took the wrong turn. Coming back from Brother Tenney's. In Hattiesburg. And we got going and it just didn't look right. Everything was weird. And so what we had to do. Was to go back. Where we took the wrong turn back on track. And I'm going to tell you tonight, that's the only way that you're going to get back to Jesus is to go back to the last thing He told you to do. That thing that you said no to, that thing that's been haunting you for years because you refused to do it, you're going to go right back to that thing and do what He told you to do. And then stand to your feet tonight. The Bible says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer. Than when we believe, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Amen. Come to this altar tonight. Make a covenant with God. You know, if you're not interested in waking up, you might as well just go on. But if you're really sincere tonight, and you you want to be honest with God, if you will arise and awake and humble yourself and quit making excuses, Christ shall give you light, Amen. If you can be stirred tonight, if you can hear His voice, if you can hear Him pleading with you and beckoning you and convicting you and drawing you, there's hope. There's hope. You can and Get out of that spiritual slumber, that bed that you've been laying in. Maybe for years. God knows how long. And you know how long. You can get up if you'll just hear his voice and not harden your heart, not stiffen your neck, but hear what God has said. Father, help us, Jesus. God, help us, Lord. God, awaken us, Lord. Pause us to hear your voice. Stir us, Lord.
3: In the spirit that you are slumbering or sleeping. And if someone is seeking, God is seeking to shake you, the worst thing you can do is roll back over. That's what the, that's what the temptation would be. Just like in the natural, just to hit the snooze button. Uh, I mean at times, you know, when you just hit the snooze button. slumber, you're sleeping, you better, you better rise up, you better, I gotta you know, be to work in 30 minutes here, I better, I better put my feet out of the bed, and yes, get up and shake myself, oh. it's the Thank same thing me. in the spirit, That's Right. it's not, not a good time just to roll over, it's, it's not a you made every way better, God, gotten over here.
0: so thankful, Lord, that you love us enough to chasten us tonight, Lord, to remind us that God, we must, we must seek your face. We must be spiritually diligent to seek you with all of our heart. God, help us to rise up. We are sleeping, God. Help us to awake out of our slumber. To awake to you, to your righteousness, to your holiness, to the things that need to be done in the kingdom for your sake. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Absolutely. you